Welcome to the Improviding Life Podcast. I'm Lori Crawford, your host. And today we'll be exploring how life can be more livable by spending some time considering the difference between situationships and relationships. Welcome to episode six. We are in the middle of our series of looking at tools one through six of improviding. Well, initially, when I started recording them, I thought, okay, we'll go through them from one through six, but I've just been having this energetic pulling and and just this knowingness that a different conversation wants to be had right now, and I think it also then sets up a more nuanced pathway for the last three of the tools, which we'll be exploring after this episode. So, thank you for joining for this episode. you know, full permission to follow those nudges you have. Um, We can often start with an idea of, you know, a strategy or formula or doing it in this way makes sense. But, you know, it doesn't have to always make sense. Things shift and we're going to be ascending that shift together. So, with a lot of the clients that I work with, we end up discussing this idea of situationships and relationships. And so for me, one of the ways that I look at what a situationship is or how I define that is that situationships are what's happening without my sort of conscious creation. All of the things that I don't actually think I have a relationship with, right? They're not something that I would necessarily claim or that I might say, oh, that doesn't bother me. Because I've learned that, right? You know, in in the spirit of adulting on autopilot, We're told that things shouldn't bother us, that things shouldn't impact us, and that we're sort of immune in a way to much of life. So we end up being in situationships with that. That can be with another person, right? It can be with our jobs. It can be with certain adulting tasks. But I even look at it a step further of like, when I'm not using a notebook, that's a situationship, right? It's there, it's collecting dust. I sort of forget about it. And I don't realize that it it may still be there, right? I might start a new notebook or I might be looking for something else. And it's sort of from this place of detachment, of not actively engaging with something, that a lot of dis-ease can come up, you know? And so I, I feel drawn to sort of share out, you know, that sort of cliche saying of out of sight, out of mind. But in many ways... And on the energetic sense of how we feel that in our body with feelings and emotions, that can be bullshit, right? Because even if something, you know, isn't an, an audible thought, right, or something that we're allowing ourselves to admit we're thinking about or having a conversation with, the energy of that is still there, right? Our body is still sort of storing the record of, of whatever that item, person, moment, memory, situationship is. And if we think about all of the things in life that are out of sight, out of mind, so, you know, the bill that's coming up that I don't have the money for, the way that my neighbor keeps coming over to my house um, with random accusations that are unfounded and, you know, it's making me feel like I don't want to live in this neighborhood, you know, all of these different ways that Something can show up and be eliciting a lot of feelings, a lot of 
things to experience, um, we've been told to put that into that situationship category. So we think that it's not relevant because we aren't calling someone up, talking about it, asking your therapist for support through it, even admitting that it makes you want to scream, right? And when we have so many of these situationships, right, we then have so much energetic clutter in our bodies and it really starts to dim our spirits. It really starts to add to the weight of that autopilot. And oftentimes people share this to me as the sensation of, you know, like same shit, different day, or life is only happening to me. I don't remember what it feels like to be me. I don't know what brings me joy anymore. I don't really know if there's a point of alleviation from this feeling. You know, and their experience that they're having there is totally valid, you know, because that is what they're they're experiencing on a visceral embodied level every day even if saying those words and having that almost confession moment to themselves doesn't happen often if at all that weight is still within them and i just want to normalize too that it's not like we came out of of a womb and we're like yes i can't wait to be in a situation with everything and and not <laughs> not be an active participant in my life you know like that doesn't happen again we get quote-unquote help getting to all these stages we're learning expectations from people and um, we're learning specific patterns to do but it comes to a point too where we can realize that re-empowering ourselves and getting res- and support and being re-empowered can come from this place of what happens when we start relating with something and so all of these different tools of improvising can be one way to shift from a situationship into a relationship. But I, I also feel it's important to share out to you that just because something can transition into a relationship mode once doesn't mean that it will automatically always stay that way, right? And it can be totally okay also to have situationships. You know, I I'm by no means saying that the goal is to have no situationships ever. It's actually can be really helpful for our nervous systems, especially to have time off, right? To just be like, okay, I see this, I'm plating it for now. But it's when we aren't able to pick things back up or if we're not able to put names to them. There might be things we don't even know are lurking because it was shifted into a situationship so suddenly that it wasn't even an active choice. It just was by default okay, this is over here. I'm going to let it become so dusty that I don't even know it's there, right? But what if relationships become possible, you know? And and I I also want to really call out the way that patriarchy, capitalism, racism, ableism all create and reinforce this construct that a relationship, you know, especially in the terms of society and how that term is used most commonly, a relationship is between two committed people of opposite gender. You know, we have this prescription of what a relationship is. Even the idea of being like, are you in a relationship or single? Those types of conversations and narratives make us think that our relationship is only in terms of a commitment to one other person. And that reinforces how and why everything else can easily fall into a situationship. And, you know, the shortfalls of situationships 
are again that we're getting so disembodied that we don't know what's actually impacting us and how it's impacting us in our life. Yet we're feeling all of the weight of having this super overcluttered book bag that's weighing us down all the time. It's almost like wearing five parkas and scarves in the middle of the Arizona desert, right? You're like, this just doesn't make sense in my body and in my beingness. And also it feels like I don't know how to unravel these scarves and I don't know if I can even take these jackets off. And so from that place of understanding why situationships can exist and why also relationships can feel like there's such a limited scope of what what they can be, how can we transition past that? How can we implement yes and, if so, what else, A to C? And in doing that right now, create a broader game board to play with in the next episodes as we go through the tools of ID the ship, build versus invent, and I've got your back. And so how I defined situationships earlier as what's happening without your conscious creation, right? So when things are just autopilot unconsciously in the back of your your mind happening, what if a relationship is what's possible when you're consciously creating something? when you're naming something, when you're able to actually put to terms, even if it's just like a certain sound, right? How is that thing impacting you? How do you even feel about that thing? Because once we start relating with something, suddenly choice becomes available. Suddenly there's a way to be able to vocalize if we want or need support. It can be so hard when someone's first asking, hey, what's up? What's wrong? You seem off, you know. If if the issue is still in a situationship mode, it's like, uh, no, I'm fine, everything's good, you know. But if we're able to relate with it and say, you know, actually it's it's what started as a backache, right? But I'm now realizing that's probably because I've been working 60-hour weeks and not taking breaks, and I don't know how to have a conversation with my boss that boundaries are being crossed and I can't sustain this workload, or you know, whatever the case is, you know. But once we're into that phase of a relationship being possible, and those things are, there's words to that, right? Now I can say, I'm working more hours than what I agreed to. This isn't sustainable. It's having this impact on my physical, emotional, mental health. Suddenly, you're in more of a, a driver's seat. You're transitioning from autopilot into being more of a curator or conductor, and at least being able to speak out. And again, we can't then have control over how someone else responds. You know, it doesn't automatically, I wish it did, but it doesn't automatically mean your boss will be like, oh, my bad, here's two weeks of extra paid vacation, effective immediately. You know, <laughs> that is probably not likely to happen. But you suddenly have different access to choice. Once that is voiced, you then give your boss the opportunity to respond. And then based on the response, you then yes and that. You say, yes, you're saying this, and either my need is being met, my need is not being met. I have this curiosity, right? You can then ask yourself, if they're agreeing to this, what else might be true? 
is do I want a vacation right now? Would I rather schedule? You know, you're able to have some wiggle room. But you're also then moving your game pieces, so to speak, across this board, right? You have options. And then if we're bringing in A to C, you might be able, you know, let's say you're on that vacation then and you're like, I know I have to go back and that feels miserable. And I also need the income to go back. Maybe I can ask to work from home for a week. Maybe I can ask to delegate some work for a project. Maybe I can actually say I've had this time to reflect and I've been here for X amount of years and I actually think it's time for me to transition into a managerial position if that's available. You know, you're able to then have all these other things that come up from this instant of starting a relationship with something, putting words to it, allowing yourself to share the feelings that come up with it, and then also having it be something that can then be relational, not just on an introspective and personal reflection level, but out into your community, out into the different places where you both impact and are being impacted by. Because then your what could have been a very situationship interaction, you know, style with your boss of just, okay, they give me stuff to do, I do it, that's it. Even within that, there's suddenly moments of relationships, of, of, of giving your boss a moment of saying, like, I'm an individual human, as are you. I'm having this physical impact. What's your response to that? Are you able to meet my needs? Are we able to address and even acknowledge that needs are there? And so, again, it's, it's like the weight of everything that happens when we're in a situationship can be so fucking heavy. And the more times that we're able to pivot into these relationship modes, it's almost like we're taking off one of those scarves. We're unzipping a jacket. We're lifting up our pant leg and showing a little ankle, right? We might even be able to take off a whole ass book bag, even if for five minutes, and just feel some of that ease. And so I, did, I wanted to spend this time now just sharing out that idea before we continue through with the tools. Because we are so, again, we're, we're so often expected to sort of slingshot ourselves from one state to another. And that's something we'll explore in another episode. Um, But what if there can be these incremental steps? What if there can be almost like dance moves, right? We don't have to have this unrealistic, unkind to ourselves expectation of why I'm going to abandon all situationships forever and only be in relationships, right? Because there can also be too many things we're relating with all the time. Too many balls in the air to juggle. But just having the option of knowing like, okay, I'm actually putting this certain area in my life in a situation right now because I need to break or I want to shift and focus on having a relationship over in this area that suddenly at least in my experience and those that I support through working with them makes the idea of shifting from life is only happening to me into I am interacting with and actually living my life more possible right and again permission to not have this pressure of it's all or nothing because that then makes the whole living life more livable (laughs) actually more difficult so it's not about swapping one form of autopilot or oppression for another but about asking yourself what feels like a supportive way to have access to choice 
and choices that I want to make? And how can there be a relationship with choosing and opening up to support and guidance and navigating things with others when that feels like that's an option as well? Because so often part of what makes life feel the most overwhelming is this idea that we have to be going through it alone. Perhaps over the next few days, you'll start to notice what things feel like they're in situationship mode, what things that you've been able to actively choose to have relationship with, and getting curious about the balance of those things. Does it feel like that sort of the ratio, so to speak, that feels supportive? Does it feel like something else wants to shift from one place to another? And also... It's totally okay to just have that noticing and take no action to shift any of it. Giving yourself an opportunity to just notice what comes up. And if things come up that are feeling like they need to be navigated or you're unsure how to navigate, please do reach out. You know, again, I'm available on Instagram at improvide.with.lori. You can email me at improvising101 at gmail.com. And, and my intention on sharing out those ways to connect truly is because, you know, we didn't get to this place of feeling the way we feel about life, about ourselves alone. And we certainly don't have to be able to su- support ourselves solely getting out of it, right? And so now that we have this understanding, um, really just even this awareness of situationships and relationships. Next week, we're going to be exploring tool number four, which is ID the ship. And it ends up being a more nuanced, contextual conversation about relationships. But it felt like it was really supportive to have this episode first as almost not only like an intermission between the tools, but also as a way to sort of plant like an energetic seed or a curiosity point within ourselves that we're going to be playing with a little more in the next episode. As always, have a razzle-dazzle day. And if that doesn't feel accessible, you can always put an F on front and have a frazzle-dazzle day.